If you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. What's going on, world? Thank you for listening to another podcast of Insightful Principles. In today's episode, I want to go over the history of bearish and bullish markets, a very important topic in today's economy. Uh, We're seeing with the Dow more recently on July 1st of 2022, uh, it had its worst first half since 2008. Uh, Also, the S&P 500 is is also year-to-date. Uh, it, it hasn't been doing very well. Pretty much every index, if you look at the Russell 2000, the S&P 500 and the Dow, uh, they've all have been down uh, up year to date. However, there is good news. You know, when we look at history, we can understand that we are going to have periods where there's going to be downward periods within the economy. And then there's also upward periods. So with this this podcast, I want to be able to provide, you know, some context into the history of of having a better understanding of the bearish and the bullish moments we've had within the stock market. And also just putting things in perspective to understand that we will be all right, everything will be okay. And there will be opportunities for us to be able to build generational wealth for our families. If you all can please rate, leave a review, uh, continue to share with your family and friends. This greatly appreciated. So when I say bullish and bearish, bullish is essentially when a stock is 20% above its previous low. And a bearish market is when the stock market is 20% below its previous high. So when I say bullish and bearish, uh, that's all that that means. But some of the notable recessions that we've had if we look at history we've had 26 bear markets since 1928 uh 15 actually were recessions while 11 have not been recessions so that's about 50 percent of when we did have recessions if we look all the way back since 1928 and then 42 percent of the time when we have not seen recessions now some of the most notable ones that have been talked about is the great depression from 1929 to 1939 this was one of the longest and steepest recessions 89 percent of the value of the dow decreased over a period of three years um in the 1960s to the 70s the stock market declined 
of 36.1% in the late 1960s and 48.2% in the early 1970s. And also one of the most talked about recessions that we have seen more recently throughout the media and with a lot of other uh, just media sources is the recession we had from 1980 to 1982. It actually was a double dip recession. The first one was in 1980. Then the second one was from 1981 to 82. And this was when Fed chairman at the time, Paul Volcker, had to raise interest rates to 17% to combat high inflation. We also had the dot-com crash from 2000 to 2002, where the S&P 500 tumbled by 36.8% over one and a half years. The Great Recession was from 07 to 09 with the housing mortgage crisis. This was the second biggest bear market along with the Great Depression in 1929. Did you know that you can invest your cryptocurrency through a tax advantage retirement account? That's where iTrust Capital comes in. It's a platform that allows clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax shelter accounts, which means all your crypto trading is tax free and it can even grow tax free over time. The process of signing up with iTrust Capital is really easy and the service is awesome. The best part is that it's totally free to open up an account and there's no hidden fees. You don't need to pay any monthly subscription or membership fees either. iTrust Capital is the best in class when it comes to security and the platform also offers a growing list of over 25 different cryptocurrencies to invest in with more being added all the time. So it's easy to diversify your portfolio with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want. iTrust Capital has really earned its place in the market being voted best crypto investment platform in the u.s as a special tip for my viewers if you open and fund an account with itrust capital you will get a hundred dollar funding bonus added to your account to learn more click the link in the description and open a free account and start investing with itrust capital today lastly of course with more people knowing more recently we had the health pandemic in march of 2020 so it's important to keep history in mind because history leaves clues of course past history doesn't predict future performance however it provides context and it gives us a perspective of when we are dealing with market volatility in today's market what's important to note is not only the recessions and depressions we had in the past but the recoveries that came after it bear markets tend to be short-lived in the moment, it's not easy to experience a recession or even more severely a depression, but they don't long they don't last as long as most you know people would think. Now the average length of a bear market is actually 281 days. That's about 9.6 months, which is a lot shorter than the average length of a bull market, which is 991 days or 2.7 years. And the Great Recession lasted about 18 months, but it recovered and it took a, about 20 years for it to recover. So that one was an outlier. That one did take a long time to recover. But as you can also see here from this chart, uh, this is dating back to 1956. 
and it's breaking down the s p 500 the bear markets and the recoveries and some of the biggest declines that i can see is in january of 1973 which was the old embargo recession was negative 48.2 percent and then we had the dot-com era which was negative 49.1 percent and then we had the great recession in october of 2007 which was a negative 56.8 percent now i want to show you all the length of the bear market in months and then also the length of recovery that came after that so if we can look here in january of 1973 there actually it actually took 21 months it was actually 21 months of bearish territory within the s p and then it took 69 months for it to recover so that one took a little bit longer but as you can kind of see it starts to go down so if we look at march of 2000 it took 31 months of bearish territory within the S&P 500, but then it was only 56 months for it to recover. Now, even though the number of, of bear market months went up, we can see here that the length of recovery went down. And even more recently, if we look more than a decade ago with the Great Recession, that only lasts 17 months. So you're talking about we moved from 21 months in that recession in 1973. The dot-com era was 31 months in 2000, the early 2000s, and then 17 months when it came to the Great Recession. And it took 49 months for it to recover uh, after the housing mortgage crisis. So this is perspective, and, and this is showing you that the market does recover, even though it may take two years, three years, you know, in the, in the situation with the Great Recession, you know, that was, you know, took a little bit longer. That that took to probably about 2013 before things started to go back to normal. But it does recover. And having that long-term perspective and understanding that when we do go through volatility, this is part of the market cycle. You know, it's going to go up, it's going to go down, but we don't want to be reactive. We don't want to sell our positions. We don't want to sell away our generational wealth that we can pass down within our family and how we can impact the lives of people in our families. So it's all about having perspective. And I always like to look at history because it provides those clues to have better gratitude of the moment that we're in now and understanding that this is an opportunity when it when the market is down that's an opportunity for you to find things lesser at a discount and even if you look also with the pandemic that was one month where we had bearish territory within the stock market but it only took five months for it to recover so i thought that that was pretty eye-opening just kind of looking at the history of that so before we get back to the show, I want to tell you all about an awesome product that I'm using, uh, Ledger. They are the largest crypto hardware wallet in the world. Um, they're trusted by over 2 million users worldwide. And the reason why you want to look into a hardware wallet is because you want to own your private keys. If you do not control your own private keys, you do not own your Bitcoin. A public key is when it's on a major exchange. A private key is when it's stored offline and it's on a hardware wallet. Another reason why you want to look into a hard wallet is exchanges have had a history of being hacked. Um, not all, but some. And hardware wallets, they protect against you losing your funds. 
and the whole system of why Bitcoin was created was for decentralization, for security, where you can be your own bank and where you can be able to move money at ease between other people um, or whether you're moving money off of exchange to your crypto hardware wallet, it gives you the ultimate control as an investor and you want to utilize those, those benefits of being a part of this system of decentralization. So if you go into the show notes and go to my affiliate link, um, you'll be able to look at all of the different products that Ledger offers. Um, like I said, I have thoroughly enjoyed um, my process of utilizing uh, the hardware wallet and it's the best way to be able to safely secure your crypto. And another thing that also keep in mind is with Invesco, they did a bull and bear market historical trend analysis where they pretty much had a chart from 1957, October of 1957, all the way to January of 2018. And they're really analyzing bullish and bearish momentum of how long it took the market when it was down and then what, how long it took after that when it went up. And some of the statistics on here that is good to know is that the average gain in the bull market, and this was based on the S&P 500 as well. The average gain in the bull market was 153.71%. The average length was 55 months. The average loss in the bear market was negative 34.33%. And the average length of a bear market was 11 months. So that also shows you that Yes, in the moment, there was 11 months of pain. The market was down 34% of the time, but the other 55 months, you're seeing much more gains. So, you know, it just goes to show that everything that we're seeing now in the stock market, in the crypto market, and in the commodities, when you're looking at gold and silver, is volatility, volatility everywhere. But the best thing that you can do is have a thesis, have a plan, have a strategy, and, and really sit down and figure out what is my investment strategy? You know, how do I want to allocate my portfolio in good times and bad times? Because it's not going to always be good. And the investors that are skilled and that can be able to adapt to any market conditions are the ones that are able to thrive so you know i definitely think some things that you can keep in mind when it comes to profiting in the bear market is of course you have you know shorting stocks or etfs but also possibly think about inverse etfs which inverse etfs they work in the opposite direction of a stock or an index so you have inverse etfs that will you know work in the opposite direction of the s p 500 or the russell 2000 so look at those things and and understand that that, okay, let me hedge my portfolio in the downtimes in the market so I can be able to offset some of the losses when we do have more volatility. You know, another thing is put options. You know, I think when it comes to uh, option contracts within the stock market, uh, buying put options, uh, it gives you the right to be able to sell a, a, an option contract at a fixed price. So put options are a great alternative to also be able to hedge your portfolio in a downward market and to be able to also, you know, generate some income. So, you know, there are some things to also keep in mind as well. And also with put options, the most you can lose on that is the premium. So if you are, you know, for instance, you, you have an option contract on Apple, you buy it at $100 for the premium 
and the stock is at $150 and let's say the stock doesn't go down and it goes up and your premium you paid was $100, the most you can lose on that contract is $100. Whereas if you're shorting a stock, if it goes up, you can lose an unlimited amount on that position. So that's just kind of the difference between that. So it allows you to kind of uh, minimize your risk when it comes to buying put options. But as always, you know, do your research. I'm not giving any recommendations with my channel, uh, any type of offer to buy or sell a security or giving you advice on uh, what you should be investing your money into. I would say you want to sit down, you want to understand your risk tolerance, understand your time horizon and, and understand what is best for yourself and your family. Continue to rate, leave a review and share with your family and friends. It's greatly appreciated and thank you all for listening and take care.